I'm Chelsea. I'm Deidre. And we're giving you a million murders. missed us while we were gone Mm -hmm. we were gone forever no so today is my turn Mm -hmm. and i was debating on doing two cases like not two at the same time but like i was debating on which one i was going to do but i've come to a decision what's it gonna be it's gonna be the case about Derek Roby. Okay. So, today we're talking about the tragic murder of a very young boy named Derek Roby. He was born on October 2nd, 1988. A little boy full of energy, loved animals, playing practical jokes. That sounds like me. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Alright, so let's go back to the summer of 1993. Derek was a very well-liked boy around his town, and he was such a cute little boy, which we'll have pictures and stuff up so you can see. Uh, He was good at sports, he was liked by teachers, and he had a lot of friends. Just a real real gem for a kid. Yeah. Just from what, you know, all I've read about him and stuff. And his parents are named Dale and Doreen Roby, and he also had a little brother who was only 18 months at the time, and his name was Dalton. And they lived in a small town in New York called Savona. Hmm. And it was, I mean, I may have, I may say that wrong, but it's S-A-V-O-N-A. <laughs> but it Savannah, was a, Savona. Mm-hmm. It was a very small community and a very close-knit community as well, kind of like ours. Yeah. So, um, this, this is back in 93. So, mm-hmm. things are pretty different than that, than they are today. <laughs> yeah. So, on August 2nd of 93, in the morning, Derek's mom, Doreen, actually took him to a summer camp in their community. And every single day that she walked him there, even though it was really close to the house, it was, like, on a dead-end street. Uh, so, there was no street crossing that needed to be done or any major streets or anything. It was just... Okay. Like, and I think it was maybe a block from the house, like, literally right, basically next door to their home. Oh, okay. So, um, let's see, where was I at? Oh, it's just literally one way straight to the summer camp that he went to, and his mom walked him to it every day because he was just four years old. Yeah. And his birthday was in October, so he would have been five years old that year. Mm-hmm. But he was four at the time this whole thing happened. And it's weird because it was just about all the right things that happened for this to take place like odd circumstances yeah like it was just you know the perfect perfect and wrong time so anyway that morning Derek's brother Dalton was throwing a fit being a baby you know (laughs) I mean he was only 18 months old yeah and you know how babies can be Mm -hmm. he was being really fussy and he was giving his mom a hard time and they were already running late to the camp so, it's 9.15-ish, and Derek actually said something on the line of, you know, it's okay, you know, take care of the baby. 
I can walk myself to camp. No, I'm four. And she said, you know, that was fine. <gasps> So she decided to let him do it. No. This is about to tear me up. Yes, it is going to tear you up. So I have this clip, video clip, or audio clip, sorry, (laughs) of the mom speaking on this area of time, this era of time whenever he was like, you know, I'll walk, it's fine, take care of the baby. Uh. I'm going to play it for y'all, for you and everybody listening. So here we go. And Derek says, it's okay, ma'am. I'll go by myself. He gave me a kiss, and I said, I love you. He says, I love you, ma'am. And he went hopping off the sidewalk. So that was her talking about that. So, um, keep in mind, it was straight shot from the house. It wasn't, I mean, you wouldn't think it would be, It wasn't a complicated route. That's right. That's what I'm trying to say. I don't know why I'm having such a hard time. But, I mean, it, it wasn't a complicated route. You just turn, walk down the sidewalk, and bam, you're there. It's like it was on a dead-end street. You didn't have to cross anything or anything. No. It was so, just right down the road. It was like, yeah. this will be safe for him to do. Cause Probably it's- your parents' house. Yeah. To your church. If that. Oh. If that. Probably not even that. Okay. So. But. And that quick. That quick. Yeah, something that quick. happened. Mm-hmm. And, you know, me, I used to walk my street sometimes by myself. I was like eight or nine years old. Walking probably about half a mile or a mile. Going down to a road that goes off of my road Mm-mm. and walking to my friend's house. No. And sometimes I'd be by myself. Sometimes it'd be me and my sister. Sometimes we would cut through the field. But. Yeah. That could have that could have been bad. Oh, it could have been bad. Yeah. Absolutely. That could have been real bad. Lord. But, I out mean, there. I, I mean, my parents definitely wouldn't have let me go off at four years old. No, no, that's... I wouldn't, if I had a four-year-old, I wouldn't. No, no, which... But I'm not going to really comment on that, so... Yeah, we won't We won't victim blame no. anybody, but, you know, that's just... She just made a mistake and just was, you know, he was like, oh, I can go and, mm-hmm. you know, but... And she let him, but... Mm-hmm. Well, later on that, that day, Doreen, his mom... Came to pick her son up from camp, and he wasn't there. No one had ever seen him at all that day. So, the other kids all got picked up. No one saw him that day come in or anything. And there's a field on your way to the camp. Mm-hmm. You don't have to go through the field, but there's just like a field, you know, off the road. Okay. On yeah. your way to the camp. And so... I don't know where I'm at. Oh, so no one has seen, <laughs> so no one had seen him that day. So obviously he's four. No one had seen him at all, and it'd been all day, the camp day, and it was time to pick the kids up. No one seen him, so obviously they were gonna call the police. Yeah. So, obviously, it wasn't very long after that uh-huh. that the police actually found Derek's body. 
And this is going to be a trigger warning. Oh, God. So if you don't think you can handle it, fast forward it. And on into it, whenever the killer confesses and tells what he done, I'll say another trigger warning. Okay. Just kind of like a heads up. Yeah. Because it's kind of, it's not, it's, it's pretty bad. Oh, so, God. Trigger warning. The police actually found Derek's body bludgeoned, beaten to death, sodomized. Ooh. And he was at a small patch of woods midway between the park where he was headed and his home. So, the autopsy shown that he had died from blows to the head. And evidence showed that Derek was lured from the sidewalk and strangled. Oh, God. So, the killer's identity was still unknown. His parents were devastated, obviously. Yeah. Um, it was extremely upsetting to the community. A lot of people knew the Robies. You know, like I mentioned before, he was a very well-liked kid. People were really shocked that this could happen to a little kid like Derek in their neighborhood. You know, they thought, you know, it was so safe, which there's never... There's never a safe place. No. Nowhere's safe. Never. I mean... You just don't know who's around. Like, it may be safe to be around everyone in the community, but then if someone who's not from the area is there. someone that you've known forever and Mm -hmm. you don't know them. Yep. Like you think you do. Yep. Because we know. Mm -hmm. We be on through some stuff right now (laughs) with somebody we, you know, we've known our whole life. But that's another story. But yeah, like you just never, you never know anybody. Mm Mm-mm. But... First, everyone thought that, you know, it was a stranger that just lured him, you know, off into the street, took him in his car, took him into their car and, you know, did this to him. Yeah. And it, it got, you know, it's got to be a horrible kidnapper, serial killer. And it was like this for a few days, actually. People just thinking that it was, you know, that's what had happened. Had right. Happened. <laughs> had happened. <laughs> there was one boy that claimed to have seen Derek that day and his name is Eric Smith and so Eric Smith was a 13 was a 13 year old boy at the time Mm -hmm. and his story was that he was actually walking back from summer camp that morning as Derek was walking there so if you remember Derek was a little late for camp that's why right the baby was crying. Mm-hmm. And Eric was actually being sent home for bad behavior that day. Acting up. So Eric walked into the police command center to see if he could be of help in solving the crime. An officer said that he was looking, the kid, Eric was looking right at him. He was hunched over a little bit and he was very upbeat. You know, very happy little boy. Mm-hmm. He liked and he seemed to like the fact that he's been being talked to. Yeah. By the police. So at first, Eric denied seeing Derek, but then he was, uh, you know, he abruptly changed his story and he said that he was right across the street from the open field and that that's where that he had saw Derek. And when he said that, the police officer said that he about knocked him out of his chair. Mm-hmm. I guess because they had already been in that area obviously when they found his body so something that he said just wasn't settling right with the officer mm-hmm. so he claimed that he had seen him with his lunchbox and he was wearing a white shirt 
described him and everything. So yeah. they asked him what he was wearing. And he went on to say, you know, he had that white t-shirt on. He had his lunch bag in his hand. But the investigators kept continuing to talk to him, and they started noticing some pretty serious red flags. Okay. And that's when, or and that went on for a couple of days. So, the whole story wasn't making any sense, and he actually went out and showed them where he was standing when he saw Derek. So, investigators pushed him to pinpoint where he last saw him, and that's when he started to get emotional. His voice started cracking, but, you know, the investigators just asked him to get his bike and to show him where, uh, show them where he saw Derek. Yeah. Well, they said that Derek... They said that during the reenactment, they would say his demeanor that he he enjoyed it. He was having a good time, you know, showing them all this and oh God. telling them this. And they have they even have a video, yeah, of him taking the investigators to the spot, so you can see in the video. Oh Lord, that he's just you know yeah so you know da 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 so I'm over here. So, you know, I mean, you can tell he just looks so calm, you know, nothing about it. Like, yeah, well, it quickly became obvious that Eric could not have seen all that he described from the distance that he claimed to be. So lunchbox and all that, like from the distance, they were like, you know, there's no way he he's saying that he was here and he's seen him from here to there. There's just too much distance. It's not right. But then he described how he looked. Yes. So it's like, mm-hmm. it's like, Hmm. Oh, so Eric was also really weird acting really weird. And like asking, asking, <laughs> asking really, really weird things to his family members. Uh-huh. Bizarre questions about DNA how they catch someone, you know, and what happens if it happens to be a kid, you know, what would they like, do? Like, where are you, why are you asking all these questions? Mm-hmm. Well, they actually found Derek, when they actually found Derek, they had found a smashed banana from his lunchbox, and whoever had killed him had poured Kool-Aid from his lunchbox all over his wounds and everything. God. His wounds. Like, why are you... Why would you do that? Like, what would you even get out of that? What would you even get out of killing a four-year-old? I mean, that too. People. Well, Eric asked to take a break during this whole thing. And his father brought him a glass of Kool-Aid. You know, just as the investigators get back into it again, about where he's seen Derek again, he grabs the Kool-Aid... He throws it on the ground. Just mad. So, there was actually a neighbor who had known Eric for a while. And had 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 Eric over at her house that day with a bunch of the kids. And she decided to do an experiment. So, she went to the grocery store to get some some ingredients to make sundaes. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I have an audio clip I'm going to play. So, listen to what she says about that that day. Okay. They were friends of the Smith family, and Eric spent nearly every night at their home after the murder. We think it's a kid, and they don't like bananas, because who had ever killed Eric had squashed the banana. So I went up to the store, and I bought ice cream and nuts and syrup and bananas, and I brought it home, and 
you know, asked them if they wanted Sundays. Well, they all did. Uh, Eric was going to have nuts and syrup, but he didn't want bananas. Don't you like bananas, Eric? I said, I thought every kid liked bananas. No, I don't like bananas. And I called Nancy and I said, Eric doesn't like bananas, and I'm scared. So, that's her. Mm-hmm. The neighbor. And she's like, you know, he's just mad. He's like, I don't like bananas. And I was just like, I thought that was odd. And yeah. so did she, obviously. So she... <laughs> yeah. Did she say, she, and I'm scared? Yeah. She's like... <laughs> she's she's like, like, uh... Eric does not like bananas. And uh, I'm scared. And I'm scared because... This ain't looking good. There was a smashed banana at the scene. And why? Why? But... He don't like bananas. He got something with bananas. Like, what's your problem with... It? Why you got a problem with a lot of things? Well... So many questions. Well, soon after that, Eric confessed to killing Derek Roby. Why? He put his head down, and he brings his fists up like this, you know, just like in anger. Mm-hmm. And his fists were vibrating like... You know, yeah, like tremoring. Sh- tremoring, uh-uh, yeah. Uh-uh. A little bit, and he said, you think I killed him, don't you? And then, boom. You seen this little freckle-faced red-haired kid with glasses... You know, that's the monster that did it. When that come out, like, it rocked the community. Yeah. Because they thought that it was just some man that come through. Yeah, an adult. An adult. A full-grown person, yeah. an evil well, serial killer. Oh, probably a 13. No, no one thought that it was a kid. Like, insane. And, you know, obviously, when you hear this story, it's, like, very, very heartbreaking. Yeah, it's horrible. Yeah, cause... because... Not only that happening, but things that Eric went through as a kid is even sad. Yeah. Like, we'll get into that. Yeah. Oh, God. Eric was abused by his stepfather. He was bullied really bad, and he had no friends. People kind of knew that he didn't have friends, and... You know, this red hair, freckled kid with glasses, you know, he really got picked on and he would be seen riding his bike alone all the time, which is really sad. Yeah, that just is seeing sad. Just seeing a little boy riding by himself, you know. And he never wanted to ride the bus home because he didn't know who was going to pick on him that day. Yeah. And his sister said that one day that she remembered one of the older kids took his book bag, dumped all his books and everything out of it yelled at him and told him to pick it up and he's come home from school crying people threw things at him called him names and you know you know how bullies are yeah and his mom just told him that he has to learn to stick up for himself it's like okay um because let somebody do that to my kid because i'm calling i'm calling right up to the school Mm -hmm. like um y'all need to get y'all's little gremlins up out of my child's face yeah but his family talked about how he had anger problems and his ad his ad his dad <laughs> actually explained that he told Eric to punch things when he got angry to deal with his anger and he wasn't even giving him help with his anger issues and the problems that he was having so when Eric asked for help his he didn't seem equipped to give him that help and you know he would shake and clench his fist and say you know I need help I do you know I want to hurt something and his dad just said you know when i was your age i just got angry grabbed the bag in our barn and just started beating on it okay well well where's his bag in the barn (laughs) 
I'm just like, I just don't understand. Yeah. Well, when he was kicked out of camp so early in the morning that day, he was angry. Yeah. And he didn't know how to deal with his anger, and his dad literally taught him to punch things. So, one time, he punched a tree so hard that he's, his fist started bleeding. See, like, that's not healthy. It's, it's not. not. But, like, when your child is, like, crying out to you for help. Yeah. You should probably try to do something. You know, I'm not trying to blame nobody in this situation, but who knows if he would have gotten help. I mean, who knows? This may have never happened. Yeah. I mean, I don't know that, obviously, but I mean, yeah. you, you just never know. Yeah. And I mean, it's the early 90s. Yeah. Like, if mental health wasn't such a stigma, you know, he could have maybe went and seen a child therapist and mm-hmm. been working through that by the time this little baby came roaming around. Like, he was just in the wrong place at the wrong time. Mm-hmm. Well, he didn't know what to do with his anger, and he was so mad, so he decided to lure little Derek. Um, and remember, he's only 13, and Derek is just shy of being five, so he's four. Yeah, he was a four-year-old. So he lured him off the track. So this is going to be the trigger warning, I think. Yes, this is the trigger warning. Okay. Where he goes into detail what he did. So if you don't think you can handle it, you can just fast forward a couple minutes and get past this part. So, he lured him off the track, and he said that he had a shortcut to get there to the to the little wood area. Oh, okay, yeah. So, he took him to the field area and actually strangled him with a stick, brutally beat his body with rocks, Ugh. and sodomized him with a stick. God. A four-year-old. That's awful. Well, he said that he panicked, and he wanted to make sure that he was dead so that he wouldn't be able to get in trouble and that Derek wouldn't be able to tell on him. Mm-hmm. So this is one more trigger part. So he used a stick to make sure that his heart had stopped. I don't specifically know what like, he means he by that. stab him in the chest with it? That's all it said. Oh, God. So, you know, just very odd thinking for a 13-year-old. Yeah. Very, very odd. You know, when it came out that 13-year-old was the killer, I mean, people were freaked out. Yeah. Freaked out, you know, and it was just the craziest thing they'd ever heard, you know. No one could believe it. Yeah, no. It became and it became a national news case. Yeah, I mean obviously, I mean that's a kid killing a kid. Yeah, killing another kid. It's like those kids who took that little boy from the mall or something. Remember that those two boys took that little little kid like his age from the mall, and then they beat him to death with those rocks and stuff and everything. It was awful. That was, like, not too long ago. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That was, like, in the, like, 2010s or something. Mm-mm. Yeah. It was horrible. And, well, the crazy thing, which, I mean, it's crazy. All of it's crazy. But the crazy, 
crazy thing is, Derek didn't even know this kid. Yeah. He didn't know him. You know, it was literally just bad timing. Yeah, like he got kicked out and he was going in. So, you know, Derek just happened to be there and Eric was mad. So the community all came together. They paid for the funeral. Uh, Family and friends were cooking the thing or cooking them things, baking them things and being there for them. You know, not only did they have to go through their child's death, but they also had to go through years of press interviews, which his mom did say that she liked for his story to get out there. You know, so it's good that they were talking about it. Right. But, I mean, it was just hard, you know? Yeah. Having to keep reliving that. Yeah. It's horrible. Over and over again. Never knowing, you know, never knowing day by day what you're going to have to do or if someone's going to come up to you and... Yeah, and like, are you going to have to talk about it today? Yeah. Well, we still have the fact that Eric's a kid and that he had mental problems, obviously. Yeah. Uh, he's been, you know, he's been abused, abused, angry... You know, he's got anger issues. He's not getting any help. You know, and Eric's sister claimed that she was sexually abused by their stepfather. Oh, God. And thanks that Eric was as well. Yeah. But he never, you know, a lot of, a lot of the abuse that Eric, a lot of the abuse Eric refused to talk about. I to bet. this day. Mm. He won't talk about it to this day. Yeah. And... I no. bet he did because I don't, you know, like I, the yeah, sodomy part I mean, of it. Why would he even know? Why exactly? Yeah. Ugh. So, and she, you know, his sister was like, you know, she thinks that he was sexually abused too. Yeah. But I think I think he was too. Yeah. Because, like you said, why would he do that? Yeah. I don't know. But that's what I'm thinking. Well. He also was held back in school, and he had a lot of developmental issues. Mm-hmm. And one of the main reasons that this was taken so seriously, and people really thought, you know, he must be really messed up, is that Eric actually killed a cat. Uh-oh. A neighbor's cat. Suffocated it with a bag. Oh, God. See? He just said... That's them signs. In school. That's those signs that you gotta look out for. Uh-huh. You start seeing some kids hurting animals and stuff just like no don't think oh it's no they're yeah well and he suffocated with the bag and he was holding it over his head like holding it up in the air okay Mm-hmm. and we know that like you said you gotta watch out for that so that's a lot of signs that serial killers yes there's three like, signs it's called the mcdonald triad it's killing animals wetting the bed beyond you know the age that is a normal time frame for you to wet the bed and fires wanting to set fires if they doing that uh-huh. murderer serial killer, <laughs> serial killer. <laughs> murderer <laughs> in the making well he was um he was tried as an adult at 13 years old <sighs> tried as an adult he was sentenced to nine years to life with the possibility of parole okay first he was in juvenile prison until 2001 where he was moved to um, adult real county prison. Hmm. So a lot of, a lot different. Yeah. A lot different. And he actually gets a parole hearing every two years. So some say when you listen to how he was, you know, how he's changed, some people say he's matured a lot. And there are some interviews of him speaking in prison, and he's older. Um, the people that actually work directly with him say that he's made incredible improvements 
Hmm. And he's become a good person. Now, I'm not like, you do something like that, you can't change. No, you can't change. No, you can. If you accept Jesus, Jesus can forgive. You know, you just have to want that. It can't just be like fake, you know, just so you can like get good behavior or whatever. Because a lot of people do do that. A lot of people just be faking it and stuff and lying. Yeah. This is a child. Like, this is a kid who, like, yes, knew better than to, knew killing was wrong, but is also getting beat at home. And it's like, what do you do when a child murders another child? And like, you know, like, it wasn't that this kid was a bad person. He just was in a awful environment. And this is what happened because his anger was not dealt with. And he killed a cat and nobody cared. Everybody was like, oh, that's crazy. No. What makes you think he won't try to kill something else? And then look what happened. Oh, God. So, I have a little audio of him speaking in prison, like one of his interview things that he had done. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually have two of them that I'm going to play. Okay. So, here's the first one. I know my actions have caused a terrible loss in the Roby family, and for that I'm truly sorry. I would switch places with Derek and endure all the pain I've caused him. So, he feels really, really bad for what he did. Like, if he could take his place, he would. Yeah. So, I don't know. Listening to that and seeing pictures of him when he was 13 and he he did that, I don't know how to explain it. It's crazy. Mm. It's like all your life, basically, you've been in prison. Yeah. For the, murdering somebody. Yeah. Like, and he said that it was just bad, a bad timing bad moment in his life yeah and it just happened and he said at the time he couldn't believe that it was happening yeah we were so young (laughs) i'm just speechless like i don't don't yeah i am too i'm I'm like he's just so young and he is not in control of his emotions he's going through puberty so like his anger is more than just like little kid anger you know and then oh I don't know. I just don't know what was going through his mind. I don't know why he thought that that was okay. But it's like he almost, not blacked out, but like just let his anger take over him and kill this kid. And it's like, that's, you know, ugh. When you make big mistakes like that, so young. Oh, yeah. Like, that's just rough. It's just rough. Here's the other clip. Fortunately, at 13, I viewed life in a very dark manner. I couldn't carry the pain and anguish that I felt anymore. Smith makes the case that he uniquely is qualified to counsel bullied children and sees himself one day as a forensic psychologist doing research on children who kills or who has killed. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I don't know. He just, people just say that he's matured and people that's worked alongside him have said that they really think that he's matured and... yeah. Yeah, I mean, growing up but, in prison. But, I mean, I do believe that people can change. I do. But. I mean, yeah, because this wasn't like... He, I mean, he wasn't malicious or like an evil. It wasn't like he was bad. He's just a kid who's getting beaten and probably sexually, sexually assaulted. And, and he just, like... Some people, hearing that, some people are probably like, you know, oh, boo-hoo, whatever, people get bullied all the time. That's such a young age to understand why like what's so wrong about me i mean i remember being a kid yeah and thinking things that 
I shouldn't even have to have been worrying about it at that age. Yeah. That young, you know? It's just, the world is a cruel place, and there are mean kids. Yeah, I just think you, you just have to, children that have gone through stuff like that, you've got to get help for them. Mm-hmm. You know, like Especially you can't. Especially are asking for help. Yeah, like if, that's the thing is like he knew that he needed help, and then he didn't get it, and this is what happened. So it's kind of like, well, he kind of told you that he was not in control, mm-hmm. and nobody did anything about it. And then this is what happened. And I felt like, obviously feel horrible for the mom who lost her child. But I feel bad for him too because I'm like, you know, he got failed too. No one helped him. And he could sense something probably bad was going to happen. But just couldn't do anything about it. And then his parents, you know, there I go victim blaming again. I want to hurt something. Yeah, like that's like, why when would you, you not take something like that seriously? Like I don't understand. I don't get it. And is that his dad? His biological his dad, dad or his? Okay, it so said his dad. Yes. So probably not the stepdad. No. Okay. But I respect everyone's opinion on things. Oh yeah. I'm curious to see you know what you guys think. Yeah. So you you can email us if you want to email us. You can email us at a million murders at gmail dot com. If you have any thoughts or opinions on the case, um, do you think he should stay in prison till he dies? Do you think he should get a second chance? I'm just curious. I'm just curious. Yeah. Curious, curious. I'm a curious George over here. <laughs> yeah, because honestly, I don't really know. I don't know yeah, what I to don't think. Know either. I'd have to. I know how I feel about like why it happened and like, but I don't know how. I don't know how you would deal with that. Like, I don't know. Well, I don't know. But yes. And then go to our Instagram at a million murders and look at the pictures of the people and the places and the things from the stories. Places you'll go. On our Instagram. (laughs) Insta. Insta. So that was my case for the day. It was really sad. Yeah, it is really sad. Yeah. It's just tragic, mm-hmm. but don't let your kids walk, walk around at around, four years old, especially at four years old by themselves. Like just nowhere. I don't care if it's in the backyard. Don't. Mm-mm. No, because somebody snatched them up in the backyard too. Yeah, plenty. That's happened plenty of times too. Just ugh, so scary. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being a friend. <laughs> So thanks for tuning in. And we hope you come back for a million million more. Bye. Bye.